All right, bet. All right, we back. We got you. We got you. We back. So, uh, so basically, can y'all guys hear me? Yep, yeah, we can hear you. We can okay, hear you. good. I'm, man, I man, I've been trying to get this volume fixed for the long because I couldn't hear nothing yeah. y'all were saying, but but we all track. <laughs> we good. Yeah, we, we on track. Now. We got you. We got you. So, um, Donald Trump is the president, and <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> right now, Joe Joe Biden, they call him Sleepy Joe, is, is up for uh for presidency. He's trying to take him down with the uh kind of sorta, I guess you can call her black because she's just colored, uh Kamala Harris. And people are basically it's it's like bloods and crips out in these streets. So who mm. who are you rotting with? And and what's going on? So it's like the political landscape. So I'm gonna let y'all guys just go ahead and take y'all uh, y'all takes on what do you think is going on with this political madness right now? Can I, well, can I jump in? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Well, Rafi, I think you you make a good point. Who are you riding with? Yeah. And I think it's one of those kind of things like let's pick our poison. Which one you want more of or less of? And yeah. Me personally, I, I think integrity is paramount when we're talking about leadership mm-hmm. and and for almost three and a half almost four years everything that comes out of donald trump's yeah. mouth is a lie or manipulation and i don't understand it why do you have to lie about everything we can't everything. we can't call a spade a spade we can't say what we want to do we always have to have all this controversy the news is lying this that and the third and it kills me because now mm-hmm. anytime he says something I don't trust it. Right? It just kills me. Moving on to Joe Biden. Joe Biden has been in his office for almost 45 years. For 45 years, Joe Biden has done less for the African-American community than Donald Trump has in three years. He's done more (laughs) when it comes to crime bill, taxes, enumerations. You name it, Joe Biden has not done anything to favor us. So mm-hmm. you're right. Who you riding with? You want to lose your right leg or you want to lose your right arm? But you're going to lose <laughs> either way it goes. You're going to lose but something. If, if I can interject, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, the political landscape today is just, is, <laughs> is hell on earth right now. It's either you're blue or you're red, you're conservative or you're liberal. It, you can't, it is no middle ground. So, you know, when, when you have to vote for Satan or Lucifer, then you're going to always lose. So, <laughs> and I mean, that's the position. I'm not just saying that just because we're African-Americans because at the beginning of the day, I'm a man first, then I'm black. And then, and then that's how America sees me. So, but as far as the American people, we've always been put in a situation where you have to choose between the lesser of two evils. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with the situation we're in now, uh, Donald Trump, he... <laughs> I mean, what can you say? I mean, the evidence is there. Um, we can look at some policies. I think a lot of the things that uh, people have against Donald Trump is his rhetoric. It's what mm. he says, not so much his policies. It's how he incites his demographic, his his his, his foundation of followers. It's, it's more or less how he he his retort incites them and is, is pulling that scab off of something that's already been there and is just giving them a bold sense to, to be more of what they are. So I have this conversation a lot of times with uh, our constituents that look like us, meaning black people or whatever. 
And I say, well, how is Biden better? Just because you're a wolf or wolf in sheep's clothing doesn't mean you're still not a wolf. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good. So you know when you when I go back and look at Biden's 47 years in office, I'm not going to give him a pass. You right. know, you implemented the 94 crime bill. You 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 talk. You you were for redlining. You were for busing. You were for all of that. And, mm-hmm. and we're not going to forget that. So now you're saying, well. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Knowing <laughs> that the black people have been tied to the Democratic Party, foolishly so, since the 60s. And so, you know, that's what they do to us every four years. Every four years, they come down here to pacify us and tell us what they're going to do just to get those votes. And then they drop you off wherever they want to leave you. And then we're back. they'll come back in another four years and we'll have our hand out again. So mm-hmm. as far as being an African-American male, I'm not looking for what neither one of those candidates can do for me. I'm looking at what I can do for myself and who's going to give me the best option to pull myself up through the bootstraps and and get that American dream. You know what I mean? Facts, facts. Because the way that I look at it is like, I I don't, I can pull myself up by my bootstraps, but like what Martin Luther King says, we need the boots first. Like mm, we need we can, the boots first. If we don't have bootstraps to pull ourselves up with, what do you expect us to do? Like just just give me the boots. You know, I, I I think and I can take it from there, which is what we've been doing like for decades, you know, centuries, even since since you know 1865. You know, we've been finding ways to survive in the the craziest situations that honestly people are absolutely oblivious to. Like they don't really understand like the black experience because history doesn't show that part. And is is that, y'all remember that old African proverb where it was like, until the lion learned how, how to write, the story will always glorify the hunter. So it's uh-huh. like, so it's like the, the history is always going to show, you know, the, the conquerors basically of, and this is not to be uh, inflammatory, but white folk, it's always going to show them in a positive, heroic, conquering, discovering light. And- Can I expand on that? uh Uh-huh, go ahead. So if we we go back in history and we look at the continent of Africa, look at the continent Mm -hmm. of Europe, you know, this is where Europeans come from Europe, right? When when we talk about the Vikings and we talk about the dark ages and the middle ages, what we're talking about is a continent that's based off of kill or be killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because in Europe, it's simple. Either you grow something to live off of or you take something to live off of. It's a harsh mm-hmm. environment. So after mm-hmm. centuries, the one thing that Europeans became really efficient at is warfare because mm-hmm. that's the only way they figured out how to survive. Look mm-hmm. at Africa. You're looking at a different climate. Food is more plentiful. Hunting is more plentiful. Survival was easier. You don't have to become efficient at warfare because we can trade. We can have common goals. We can work together. We don't have to focus on warfare. Oftentimes in African tribes and Native American tribes, warfare was more of a test. It, mm-hmm. it very seldom led to the death of somebody. It was more or less a game of pride. Mm-hmm. When the Europeans came to Africa in North America, they had a whole different way of warfare. And that is we'll kill everybody here and burn everything down to the ground because yep. that's what they that's what they knew. Mm-hmm. That's what they know. So that mentality has trickled generation 
my generation. So mm-hmm. we, when we say they don't know the black experience, it's not that they don't know it, it's that they don't care. They don't care. Right. Back. Because for them, it always comes down, either I'm going to survive or you're going to survive and I'm going to choose me. They don't have this group mentality. Think about it. We are the most powerful, most richest country in the world. Why mm-hmm. on earth do we have poor people? Why do we have homeless people? Why do we have, we don't have universal health care? I, I mean, these things are crazy to have the most powerful country in the world. You can live in Dubai right now as a citizen and make almost $27,000 a year by the government just to yep. be a citizen. You can go to Canada. You can go to Cuba. You can go to Germany and have universal health care. That means if you were to be in an injury right now, the government would take care of you. How is it in the United States, if you go without insurance, they will only give you minimum care and then charge you a mm-hmm. car payment to, to pay back? So because, it, because America is main foundation is capitalism. 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 That's why there will never be a universal health care, because of capitalism. Insurance companies know it's this little thing called supply and demand. We learned that in high school. Mm-hmm. We're going to supply the sickness, and then we're going to give you the demand for this medicine. So mm-hmm. whatever we do, we we like so let's say coronavirus. Let's say that is a, a man-made. Let's say they created it in a lab. Well, now we're going to inject that into our citizens. So what do we need now? We need medicine. We need a vaccine. That's so right. the demand is there for this sickness. Who's going to supply this demand? The insurance companies, the the, mm-hmm. the 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 pharmaceutical companies. So what they're going to do is charge you an ass load of money <laughs> to get better, and they're not going to get you yeah. better. They're just going to, you know, deal what's the with word them. I'm looking for? They're going to, they're going to the, uh... the issue. They're not going to deal with the root issue or the cause. They're just going to deal with the issue. What what the symptoms are? They're not going to get yeah, you deal the with the symptoms. Cause. They're right. going to keep you coming back to them. And that's the same thing in America, yeah. man. I mean, so America is a capitalist country. And to go back to what you were saying, to touch yeah. on one point, when you say our white counterparts, they don't, I'm not going to say they don't care. I don't, I'm going to say they don't understand because they don't live it. I, I think it's a difference. Mm-hmm. Now, 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 racist is a racist. He don't care. But there are a lot that say, when you hear them say things like, well, tell me about systematic oppression or racism, because they don't see it every day. Because when they mm-hmm. look at us, most people in America today just want to get up, go to work, earn a paycheck, take care of their families, and come home. That's all they want to do. But see, they don't understand because they've never had to live in an environment like Light Oak or, or the Knot or Limeburger Street or, or any of the ghettos in America. They right. don't know what it's like to get a a, 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 a a unfair education. They don't mm-hmm. understand what it's like to go to a, a, a not a well-funded hospital where the where the help you're gonna get is inadequate. They don't understand that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So they're not gonna understand what a systematic oppression is. They've always had a mother and a father in a home. They're not gonna understand, well, you hear them say, well, why can't black guys just take care of their kids? Well, they're not gonna understand that there was a systematic regimented issue they done through legislation to bring the black man out of the home. Mm-hmm. They don't understand that because why they don't teach that in our history books. That's one thing. That's mm-hmm. the one reason why America is in the situation it is today and there's a lot of racial issues and a lot of other issues is because we're not actually taught the facts. <laughs> uh-uh. We're nope. not taught the facts. 
yep. if we were taught the facts, I believe a lot of people would, would understand, like, you know, these, the, <laughs> the African-American people do have a, a legit issue. Mm -hmm. They have a legit issue. Now, let, 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 and I want to take it a step further. We was talking, you said 1865, Craig. Now, mm -hmm. you think about it, when we were emancipated, which Abraham Lincoln didn't really want to emancipate us. He he stated several times. He would have he would have went either way to save the union. He, he would have did way. anything to save the union. And he stated so many times that blacks were not equal to whites, that whites were the superior race. Now, with that said, I'm gonna go ahead and read that exact quote because I brought it up. Okay. Uh, this, this was in a debate with uh Stephen Douglas before he became president, where exactly. everyone was basically accusing him of being a nigger lover. You a nigga, yeah. nigga lover. So he stood in front of those people and said, I am not nor have ever been in favor of bringing about in any way the social and political equality of the white and black races. I am not nor have ever have been in favor of making voters or jurors of Negroes nor of qualifying them to hold office or to intermarry with white people. I will say this in addition to this, that there is a physical difference between white and black races, which I will forever believe forbid the two races from ever living together on terms of social and political equality. And inasmuch as they cannot so live while they do remain together, they must be a position of superior and inferior. And as I stand here, I am a man in favor of having the superior position assigned to the white race. And there it is. <laughs> <End> quote. <laughs> So with that, with that with that being said, though, if you if you fast forward to after the Civil War, there was this period called Reconstruction, mm -hmm. where they were giving African Americans everything that they thought they deserved. We were in legislation, we were in politics, we were actually in the Senate and the House, <laughs> we were on judici judiciary committees, mm -hmm. we were actually in Supreme Court. Do you not know in eighteen ninety? With the, I think it was the League of, uh, with the help of the KKK, the, the 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 Golden Knights, and so forth, and people like that, they systematically signed legislation to keep African Americans out of office. And yeah, then, Wilmington, North Carolina, mm -hmm. was a prime example. Exactly, and then they implemented yep. what Jim Crow. So when I when someone asks me. Mm -hmm about systematic racism that that that's all you have to say jim crow jim crow. and then when they say well that was in the past that 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 what does that have to do today well that has everything to do with today you take a female which we were talking about the other day and you touched on it Raffi. you take a female that's mm -hmm. being raped mm -hmm. do you know what that does to her psychologically right do you know what that does for her to her for years for mm -hmm. years she has to remember even if the guy, let's say the guy didn't get brought to justice, she has to live with the fact that she that she she's a nobody. She's not mm -hmm. even worth this guy going to jail and getting and getting uh tried and brought to justice. So mm -hmm. now she has to deal with that. Then she has to feel like, well, what did I do wrong to cause myself mm -hmm. to get raped? So she now mm -hmm. she's gonna be start playing the victim when she's not the victim. The guy that raped her is actually the the, accu the accuser is the one that should be punished. It was nothing that mm -hmm. she done. But if you look at girls who have been raped, and, and this is this is psychology, it does something to their brain. Mm -hmm. That later on down through the years, the number one example is promiscuity. Mm -hmm. They're not good mothers. They get hooked on drugs. I'm not saying that all of them end up mm -hmm. like that, but these are the effects of mm -hmm. the traumatization of rape. 
So I'll equate that to Jim Crow. You put us in Jim Crow in the 1870s, I mean, 1880s, mm-hmm. up until the 1930s. We were second class human beings. We couldn't mm-hmm. live in the same place. We couldn't go to hell. We couldn't even get an education. Nine mm-hmm. times out of 10, they wanted us to be sharecroppers just to keep us in that slave state of mind. We had mm-hmm. to work for our former slaves. And then we had to work off a debt that we did not accrue. Mm-hmm. Then you fast forward to the 1960s. You put us, instead of Jim Crow, you said we were separate but equal. So you put us in something called segregation. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So yep. can you imagine the mind of a newly freed slave? How, How broken he feels? How broken that slave is. How really? mentally. So they no, have edu- not, that. Not even, We're not even going to talk about the tangible things like an education or, or learning to uh, uh, read and write and stuff like that. I'm just talking about mm-hmm. the physicality and the mental, the mental capacity mm-hmm. of a person who's been held in captivity. And we... Generationally. We watched, not, we watched, not just we one generation. like Roots. Multiple we we watch movies like Birth of a Nation. We we see this dramatization of what we may think a slave went through, but we know that it was ten times more brutal. Mm-hmm. So the, think about what that American does to a person. Was, was by far the most, uh, as far as modern history, that's been uh, recorded. As far as just the most brutal, as far as the things they would do to break them, like you know they would feed. Uh, slave babies, you know, to alligators, they would, you know, they would. And these are facts. Uh, yeah, they would sexually these assault men to, to break them. You know, they, they would call it, you know, uh, buck breaking. Buck breaking. Yeah, buck. Not booty bumping, but uh, it's still still the same thing. They, they yeah. would rape them just to, to break them physically, to break them psychologically, you know, to, to break their will. They would do these things. Um, and the legacy of that that literally did not go away until like 19 uh like in the 70s as far as with redlining there's a history of that and it's a history that they continue to sweep under the rug like and that's the problem it's like when it's continued to be swept under the rug and then we're gaslighting people as far as well there's nothing wrong with you Oh, there's oh here you go playing the victim again, and you know blah 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 blah. This that and the third. It's like that that adds to the anger and bitterness of an an oppressed and a uh and a disenfranchised people. So step boy acting silly, but uh, but it just it just adds to a, a lot of the psychological effects. So so now we as far as black people we have a a a stark a a deep divide to where it is. Well, I go to either the Democratic Party where they have uh, at least acknowledged that we have some sort of issue with race going on. So like, well, at least you acknowledge it. So, okay, I'm going to support you, even though in the end, in totality, they haven't done anything for us. Or we go with uh, just finally fed up with the fact that you haven't done anything to go to this side, who really don't care too much about this at all. So it's like, well, what do you do? So like, prime example, when you're talking about Ice Cube, so we'll move on to that. So Ice Cube, uh, for those that don't know, he Ice Cube created a contract with Black with Black America, where he um, just set up a lot of issues and things that he wanted to have addressed, 
and to have um, whoever is, is in power. He don't care if it's Trump. He don't care if it's Biden. He don't care who is in power. If you want to vote, this is what you need to do. And some people are all for it. Like, you know, yes, that's what we need. Other people is like, well, they're basically shitting on Ice Cube right now because he sat down with uh, uh, he sat down with Trump in his camp to talk about the contract with Black America. So people are saying that he sold out and he's not um, he's not for the Black cause and and you know now he's a coon and stuff like that. But uh, Ice Cube was like, well, I went to both parties and the Democratic Party said, well, we'll look at this after the election and. The, the Republicans, Trump's camp, said, well, let's look at it now. You know, uh, talk to me about it a little bit more. We'll get some information on it now. So do you think, and I'll just leave this open for any one of you guys, do you think what Trump is doing, do you think he's, do you think what Ice Cube is doing, that he's getting, he's getting played by Trump? Do you think um, anything is going to happen, whether it's with Biden or with Trump? What do you guys think of what Ice Cube is trying to do right now? Can I jump on this one? Wait. So it's it's a it's a it's a double bladed sword because us as black people, if you don't please us in a certain way, we will stab you like Caesar. Exactly. We will we will hold you to the highest of the high as long as you're doing it the way we want you to do it. But if you tilt left or right a little bit more than what we think. We will pull your black card. We will disenfranchise you. We will disown you. So here's my thinking. You cannot beat racism head to head. You can't do it. Right. It's based off of hate. You can't mm -hmm. beat fire with fire. So right. what at some point you have to do is change your tactic. If one tactic doesn't work and you keep doing it, that's the, literally the definition of being insane. All right? We keep asking and begging for them to change, and they don't do it. So now you've yep. got somebody who's willing to come to right. the table. Well, let's see what our options are. What can we negotiate on? What can we find out about their thinking to change our scenario? And as soon as somebody does that, what do we do? Mm -hmm. We crucify them. We crucify them. We make an example out yep. of them. We call them a coup. So really, we have... We have three major problems in the African-American community. One, we have been taught self-hate. Let's, let's establish that. We don't want to see anybody yep. do better, do well. We don't want to see someone become a leader. We've been taught that. Mm -hmm. Two, we yep. don't know what change actually looks like because everything that we want, we've been told that we want. We talk about voting mm -hmm. and our ancestors. We know our ancestors fought and died for voting. We know this, and yet we still don't go out and vote. So there's some there's some lost ideology. There's lost thought process. Like our identity is is so misconstrued and it's been poisoned for so mm -hmm. long. We don't know how to think as individuals, so we can't formulate thought process as a group. Think of it as a sport. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what sport you play. There's always going to be a superstar and there's always going to be a weak link. Mm -hmm. But any superstar, any leader knows if we make the weak link strong, then we make the whole team strong. Right. So we don't we don't have that mentality. Mm -hmm. Third, 
we are not in a position of actual control and freedom over our own ideas. Why? Because we have been systematically oppressed, but we have not been empowered to be free. When we were in a system of slavery, the one thing you had to deal with was runaway slaves and slaves that were free other slaves. Why? Because they under, they understood the situation. Either we're going to fight and die or we're going to be slaves forever. And mm -hmm. that's the choice we are not willing to make. We are not willing yeah. to be rebels to a system that automatically suppresses us. We're not going to pick up arms. We're not going to mm -hmm. fight for it. We're going to play the game that they want us to play. And that's why it takes us so long to get any kind of forward movement. So it don't matter to me if the Republicans pick up an issue today. Mm -hmm. This was the same issue we had 60 years ago. It don't matter to me when the Democrats make empty <laughs> yep. promises because they did the same thing 60 years ago. We have to get radical in our mm -hmm. thinking. We have to start hitting them where it hurts. Now, what hurts white people more than anything else? Money. Okay, okay. So if we know that. If we know <laughs> money is where their power is, money is where their heart is, why do we worry about mm -hmm. everything but the money? But the money. Yep. But the money. Affect their money. You can affect their thinking. If you can affect their thinking, you can affect, you can correct the direction we're going. Mm -hmm. Because, and, and just, just to piggyback off that, it's like, um, th there's a quote of something that Denzel Washington said. Denzel said, uh, when someone was asking him about what he thought about Black Lives Matter and this, that, and the third, and it was like, well, um, you, you, you can't beat racism with legislation. Like, right. you know, you, you can't beat it with legislation because, again, it's it's an ideology right. that's been perpetuated and that's been passed down and that, that this country was literally built upon. Uh, now, people get offended by that because they're like, well, you talk about, you know, what white people and white supremacy and white privilege and this, that, and the third. And then, you know, they get up in their feelings, which is not my problem, but it's just the truth. It's like, uh, it's not even so much of trying to... Uh, fight hate with hate is just it's just the truth of the thing but is that uh piece there that you mentioned especially when it comes to self-hate because anytime someone rises up what's one thing that you are always going to hear someone in the black community say well so-and-so doesn't speak for me so, so, right. and so i don't know what he's talking he doesn't speak but they don't me. want that they don't want that smoke because it's 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 also the thing of we were taught to be so disjointed. I, I know the like the Willie Lynch papers and the Willie Lynch stuff, it, it wasn't necessarily true, but the tactics were mm -hmm. as far as I got to keep you away from each other because if you unite, then we're going to have some real problems. Right. So I, I'm going to have to pit you against one another. And that's something that we perpetuate ourselves today. Let me ask a question, Raph. Uh -huh. when, you, when, you, when you bring up that the point about if we don't bring you together, we already know if you're, the together we are, the stronger we are. So is that not just mm -hmm. for the American people as well and not just African-Americans? Because to me, it seems more or less like, especially in, to, in today's time, it's not just a lot of oppressed oppression in the African-American community. It's just a lot of systematic shit happening to Americans in general. Even though it may look like it isn't, mm -hmm. it is. I, I'm more of an anti-government type person. 
You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now, do mm-hmm. I not understand what what the, the causes and, and the effect of what happened in African American community? Yes, I have, and yes, I do. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I look at it now too as well. We need to come together as a whole, mm-hmm. but at the same time, to touch on something Craig said. What can we do for ourselves mm-hmm. instead of asking someone else what right. they can do for us? Mm-hmm. Because okay. I feel like you have more power when someone sees you empowering yourself. Yep. And then you have more of a strength to come to a table and say, listen, this is what I demand. I'm not asking you for this shit. I'm telling you, this is what's, what is about to go down. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the more you ask a person, it's just like that child. You can mm-hmm. ask me all day, but if I already done told you you couldn't have it, you ain't getting it. You ain't getting it. Mm-hmm. But if I see that child, I, I done seen my daughter, she done cleaned up, she done, she done did this and the third. I'm like, dang, she wants something. But she done mm-hmm. done all this hard work. Let me let me give her what she wants. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So I sort of look at it like that. As us in the community, stop asking for what they can do for us. What can we do for ourselves? What can we and do then for when ourselves? we start asking what can we do for ourselves, how can we come together? Without having that crab in the bucket mentality, it's so here's the problem. Mm-hmm. So here, here's the problem with that. We we all had this idea, this ideology that community, because we are African American, it is instilled in us to build around each other and work together. Unfortunately, that mindset has been stripped away from us individually. And when I say that, I mean like our culture, our ideology, mm-hmm. our thought process. If, my brother eats. If I got enough food for me, why should I not give him some too? That's uh-huh. that's an African dialect culture. Even uh-huh. to this day, African tribes, they work together. They don't have uh-huh. penthouses. They don't have mausoleums. They don't have skyscrapers, but they don't go without. As, uh-huh. a, as, a, as a village, as a community, they don't go without. So the European mindset is totally different. It is individualized it is what can I grab? What can I get? And what we have unfortunately been indoctrinated in is that same mindset. So yep. we we have lost our identity. Do you think about this? And I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to be honest with you. We mm-hmm. say black culture, but we don't have a black culture. What we have is a westernized European urban culture. Mm-hmm. I say that because we don't speak any African dialects. Right. We don't practice any African religions. We don't teach African belief structures. Everything we teach is European thought process. Mm-hmm. And we pass that generational, generational. And then when we get treated different, oh, well, you treat us different. You shouldn't treat us different. We don't have the tools necessarily to change this thought process. This right. thought process, yeah, but having this conversation pushes in the right direction. Mm-hmm. So to, to kind of circle back when it comes to like uh, with Ice Cube, um, a lot, he was he was getting a lot of flack from um, a lot of women who, you know, if uh, I've read, I read the contract with Black America that he put out uh, and, and they were Really going at him because like well it didn't specifically mention anything about um, about black women in general. Uh, of course, his response was like, "Well, you know, it, it wasn't really about black men. It was just like for black people in general." But he didn't specifically say black women. Um, 
And so that's where the heat is coming from. And and to be fair, as far as what his uh, contract stated, a lot of the things that he was pushing and asking and demanding, you know, they were they were already in some sort of legislation. The other activist groups were were, were trying to push anyway, and so they kind of felt like you were trying to swoop in and take all the glory. Which I say all that to kind of go with your point that you said, uh, as far as everything is about us because even if you have a an activist group that's been working for 20 years fighting on the front lines in the streets and say there's you know a, a celebrity that comes in in the last six months and then they come in and start fighting for the same things that you've been fighting for you know would you really you know criticize or come at them as if there's like some hierarchy to activism or to someone that wants to have change or would you just reach out and just be like you know, well, we already have these things in place. This is how we can help each other. But again, it's that that ideology that we've been indoctrinated with uh, as far as, you know, me and mine and uh, nobody speaks for me type of thing where everybody wants to be the chief and not the Indian. Uh, nobody, mm -hmm. But everyone wants to have that lead role. And so I, I, I always just watching this Ice Cube situation, I, I think it's a call and response type of thing any, with anything that appears to go against a Democrat, uh, Democratic uh, the rhetoric. Because of course, if you don't work with Democrats, you're working with racists. That's, that's what they say. Yeah, you know? right. And when it comes to Trump, I don't even think Trump himself is actually inherently overtly racist. But I don't think I so think either. Because he's such a businessman, I think because I think he uses, uh, he's a businessman, even though he's have a long record of failing. But that's what business is. So I really don't be like, oh, you got six bankruptcies and blah 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 blah. Because when you're in business, you're going to have your highs and lows, especially if you've been in business for that long. Um, but I do think um, that there is a prejudice there, and I do think that if you manipulate and stoke the emotions of racists to follow you because your your core following are definitely at the very least overtly prejudiced. Uh, then you know I, then then I have to kind of throw you into that racist category, especially with as y'all mentioned before, it's the rhetoric that you that you speak with. Um, and so I just like okay, when we talk about uh, kind of switching gears just a little bit. Reparations, you know, we we speak on, you know, well, you know, I think it's time to start talking about it. We got to start, you know, getting our communities into position and, and start investing in our communities because the effects of, you know, everything from Reconstruction to Jim Crow, the Black Codes, uh, and especially redlining has crippled, literally crippled our community. So we're going to need this to to start getting some reparations for, for uh, the people of African descent, because according to your history, that's what you've done with everybody else. Can, uh, can, I, can I say something real quick? Uh-huh. Just so everybody is clear, they will never, under any circumstances, mm -hmm. under any criteria, will they give African-Americans reparations. That'll because, never happen. And let me explain why. Reparations will literally uh -huh. mean that the government will have to take responsibility 
for the acts of cruelty. It had to take responsibility for lying to the African-American community. It had to take responsibility for asking for people to go to service and fight and die for this country and give them nothing in return. They will never do that. Mm-hmm. They, let, let, let me go a step further. They would rather we go to a uh, war, uh, a race war, than to pay money. They they really mm-hmm. they got more bullets and yep. guns that they're willing to use than they do money that they're willing to give us. So they're never going to yep. give us anything that's going to propel us to some level of financial security that will allow us to build. They're never going to do that. Is that is listen? I, I can't put enough emphasis on it. It's almost like if you go to war with your enemy and the enemy had a way that you could kill them, they would never give that to you. They're never going to give you the sword in the stone and say, oh, we owe you this sword in the stone, and then they know what you're going to do with it. Exactly. So so when I say they're never going to give us reparations, I seriously mean, they will never, even if we go to court and they can prove it in court, they will still, they won't do it. They will defy the court order. I'm telling you. That's, that's how. That's, that's even the thing. It, it, even if it has, it's been proven in court. That's the thing. Like, it's, it's been proven. Like, it, it's a done deal. Like, yeah, you did this. You did this. And there's even a record of history of you actually doing yeah. this. But, however, you know, yeah, they, they threw Japanese Americans in internment camps during World War II. Um, they, yeah, they, uh, you know, pay reparations to the Native Americans when you know they sent them out west. Um, but look at all the different instances, and we're not even talking slavery. Like, well, just just I just want to touch on the Native the, Americans. The, the you, other the, of, go ahead. No, I was saying go ahead. I was just I just know I just love when people bring up Native Americans because mm-hmm. even though the Native Americans got what they got they're still in despair i just want to point that out oh yeah you're yeah they're, they're in despair 70 of the native american population has been wiped off this planet mm-hmm. they're all gone almost 70 percent and and even the reparations that they, that they gave them they they didn't straight give them it was always different um particular criteria. I don't have it right in front of me but it was different criteria different obstacles and stuff that they had to get and then when they actually came to the value of it it was still not enough or wasn't enough for as far as to compensate for what they've done but right. you know it just looking at the african-american community and the descendants of slaves i'm like look at black wall street look what happened there um just far as just atrocities and in other places Look what happened in Soul City, you know, Soul City, North Carolina. I'll get on that later. But um, look at what happened even in North Carolina, the eugenics uh, project where they literally was injecting us with drugs to sterilize us. Um, that was not even 50 years ago when they was right. exposed doing stuff like this, like sterilizing us to kill us, like to kill us all. Like what they was doing in the uh, Tuskegee project when they was injecting us with syphilis. Look at oh, Flint. Look at Flint right now. Like you know, it, 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 this is it's still going on. This is and see, but the thing is, years. the thing is, guys, when we talk about things like that, it's hard to prove. Like <laughs> it's hard to prove. 
You see, and that's, that, 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 and that's where the argument is coming in because a lot of people want to. It's, it's like, man, that can't be true because they don't see, they don't understand. Well, why is it just Flint water all messed up? You think the government's just gonna point out Flint and just inject their water with fluoride and make it contaminated to where they can't drink it? Why wouldn't they do that to everybody? So it's always hard to prove those type of acts. You understand what I'm saying? Now, Black Wall Street, Soul City. Manhattan, things like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just went in and just said, fuck these niggas. We're going to take all their land. Yep. <laughs> and they did it. Yep. And created yep. it for what they want. What they because want. Because at that time, blacks couldn't yep. own land. They didn't even understand how these black people were owning this amount of land. Mm -hmm. It was really, li literally illegal for them to own mm -hmm. that land in Tulsa, Oklahoma, where Black Wall Street was. Mm -hmm. So all they had, they just went in and just said, and really what happened was, which is sad to say, it was a case of a white girl coming out saying this guy raped her. Yep. Mm -hmm. This elevator uh, 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 attendant yep. raped yep. her. Then when they got the mob together to uh, to, uh, to to kill that guy while he was in jail, they seen, well, damn, all these black people, why are they living mm -hmm. like this? You, you know what I'm saying? Why are they why are they living above their means? Why are they why are they living in this why type they of lifestyle? So then, why, yeah, why are they flourishing? Yep. So then when they started drawing, when they started looking up landies as they was forming this mob, they just literally said, we're going to burn their damn city to the ground and take their land. That's literally what they said mm -hmm. and what they done. And there's also one awful key element. Yep, and there's one key element there. You know, of course, the, the, the girl lied on the dude saying that, um, he raped her or, or assaulted her, and they came to kill him. But the the town defended the man, defended exactly. the boy. And when they defended him, then that's when they came rushing in to burn everything to the ground. And I don't think it, it even made the news, if I'm not mistaken. Like it, it wasn't. It was just a, a blip. Uh, and they, it was a they blip. Didn't report, yeah. Like oh well, you know, all right, well it was a town of niggas that was destroyed, and then you move on. But like, but that's the legacy that we have to deal with. That you know, they they love to come and say, like, well, you're playing the victim. Well, what about you? And it was just like, well, most of us, an overwhelming majority of us, it's going to come from the hood. A hood that y'all literally redlined us in and did not invest in at all. Uh, exactly. And it brings up a whole number of other type of issues that you deal with and have to deal with that you get the luxury of not even have to think about. Don't even uh, have to think about it. So, all right. So we're going to switch it up. Just, just, just or, 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 Raffi, if you want to keep talking about redlining, let's talk about white flight. Oh God, <laughs> that's yeah. a good one. Yep. White flight. And you want to white, talk about white. systematic racism? When you say stuff mm -hmm. about systematic racism, well, what's white flight? Because when we earned yeah. enough money to move in neighborhoods with you. You said you didn't want us there. You said you didn't want us there. You so you picked up a whole city block and moved somewhere mm -hmm. else. And, it, and the thing about the and see that's what when you talk systematic racism and those are the things that they don't see. Right. White people, when they're in the neighborhood, the property value is high. Mm -hmm. As soon as white people leave, the property value goes down, regardless of who's living there. And, mm -hmm. I, and, I, and I, I don't know the words I want to use, to, to, so I don't want to keep discussing that because words that I want to say that just not coming out right now. Mm -hmm. But white flight hurt America as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yep. Because because if it you look at Brooklyn. Yep. Because Brooklyn. it exposed the, the systemic discrimination that it's, was yeah, exactly. when it came to uh housing, uh and exactly. housing loans and, and who they was giving it to. Um and and even so much as far as like uh buying cars and just anything like financially that you would have to have some sort of uh investment in that will you know add to your to your way of life and and for you to have those rights of life liberty and pursuit of happiness there was always and still a discriminatory disproportion when it comes to people of color um that was just what what's that old white woman's name that um was it diane sawyer or something uh did y'all hear about the it was an interracial couple. It was a white man, mm. a black woman. Uh, right. they, were, they were married. They went to sell their house recently, maybe within a couple of months ago. And they they went to get their house appraised. And they got like a really low number. Um, and looked around and was wondering, well, well, why did you know we get such a low appraisal? Well, they had pictures and stuff of you know, family and stuff like that, as you would in any home. Um, and so she had, you know, the suspicion that maybe because she was black. So she, they called another appraiser out. Uh, they took down all the pictures of, of everyone from her side of the family that even showed. So if you went through the house, you wouldn't know a black person lived there. But they took all the pictures and stuff down, got another appraisal, and the appraisal came back like $130,000 higher than the previous uh, appraisal. Uh, and so Diane Sawyer, if I'm, I, it could be someone else, but I believe it was her, picked it up, ran a story, and then she correlated into uh, a story that she did back in 1991, basically mm -hmm. showing the same thing of, you know, renting discriminations, of buying, buying houses, buying cars, applying for jobs, just a, a discrimination where she was sending a white man in to get an application for uh, for an apartment or go to buy a car, they would give him the master key and stuff to check out an apartment that they have available. Then they send the black man in, they'll tell him, no, we don't have anything for you. They'll, they'll send the white man in to, to buy a car. They'll, they'll give him a price of 9000 with $5,000 uh, with uh, $500 down. And then the black man come in, they'll give him $10,000 with 1500 down. So it was just all these differences back in 91 1991 that was like 91 they were still doing this stuff but uh even so much recently you know you get two appraisals you take the black factor out uh and then all of a sudden your, your value is all of a sudden deemed higher it was like you know so for whatever reason well we know the reason it's not for whatever reason but it's just uh speaking to your white flight well you put blacks in then everything is all of a sudden devalued. You take them out, and then it's more suitable because that's still a a sense and practice of redlining. is is valuable when it's all white. It's not when it's not. So, so uh, and speaking of value, which is a great segue, that's why you look at the NFL. Uh, everybody, as far as the conservatives that they're looking at the NBA, is like, oh, this was the worst viewed NBA finals of all time because y'all decided to put, you know, Black Lives Matter on the court. Y'all do, uh, you know, you got Black Lives Matter and stuff like that on the back of your jerseys. 
And so the conservative side have this little thing called, you know, you go woke, you go broke. And then high, 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 you losing money, you losing businesses, you got to shut down and blah, 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 blah. Because, you know, now you want to talk about social injustice and all this type of stuff. Don't, don't cram it down our throats. We don't want to see that. Just play sports. Shut up and dribble. Ha ha, you're losing money. So what would you guys speak to or think? Should these sports entities, should the NBA, the NFL, should they just kind of go back to business as usual to appease these people because they're losing money or they're losing value? Or should they continue on with the fight? Or just what are your thoughts in general? So I guess it depends on who holds the keys to the gate. Who holds the money mm-hmm. that the NBA and the NFL makes? I say that because mm-hmm. if we're if we're going to be political in an economic system, then you have to understand there will be repercussions for making a political stand. So exactly. if, you're going to lose money if you if you mm-hmm. take a stand. Now this is this is exactly what you do. In slavery, right? You find the biggest mm-hmm. and the baddest black man you can find, and you emasculate him in front of everybody, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You then mm-hmm. you do it to one, so you don't have to do it to them all. You know, yeah. they, they learned this strategy. It's not it's nothing new. It's divide mm-hmm. and conquer. The yeah. reason why you pay NFL players, basketball players, so much money, it's because they can do something other people can't do at a at a high level, mm-hmm. and it brings in money. So you can always attack the football players because they make money. You can always attack the football players. You can yeah. make them sit on the bench to crush what they're trying to put out. But when too many of them do it, when when the whole team does it, when the, when the whole league does it, it ain't about the money now. Right Now we got a movement. Mm-hmm. Now, now the mentality has to change because if you, if you want to watch basketball, you're gonna watch it with someone saying Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Yep. But you can't you cannot do that if you're not willing to take an L somewhere. Right. And I think that's what LeBron and understand LeBron don't need he don't need the money. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of players in the NFL that can't afford to take an L right at that level. But LeBron can. So when you got somebody who's not afraid to lose because he don't need your money, mm-hmm. okay. Now we got a movement. Now we got somebody right. who's not willing to fail. And the NBA ain't trying to lose LeBron James because he's the he's the cow. Mm-hmm. So either we get on board with what LeBron's saying, or we go after LeBron, the, the head of the NBA. No, that don't work. Yep. yep. So literally the face. Yeah. So so me personally, I think it's great. I I think this is what we need to do. If you want change, put it in their face. Put it in mm-hmm. front of them. Make them deal with it every single day. We don't care mm-hmm. if you like what we have to say. You're going to hear us. You're going to feel us. And if you don't like it, either get on board or get out the way. Or get out the way. See, that, 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 that gives me that, that state property uh, vibes right there. You're going to get out and lay down. That's right. And that's how we have to come at this thing. <laughs> so, but, but that's true. And, and that's that's the whole point of a protest anyway. It's like uh, I always laugh when they come and like, well, there's a time and place for everything. That's not the purpose of a protest. The protest is to be disruptive. It's right. to force you to take notice of an issue that you otherwise would have continued to ignore. Uh, and when it comes to like race and stuff, 
you continue to sleep under the rug and act like, well, it doesn't exist anymore as, you know, technically, no. You know, there's no oppressive and racist laws right now, but the legacy and um, just the, the legacy of what has happened and the consequences and effect of what has happened in the past still remains. And there has to be uh, there has to be a some sort of jolting and shocking and waking up out of this thing. So uh, it's just another reason why I really can't fully align myself with the right um, because uh, of rhetoric like that. Because like you is you you continue to ignore just obvious truths because like no one's trying to crucify you. No one's trying to literally take you specific white man or white woman. And you are the cross for what happened. No, there's just a system. There's a a machine, an ideology, and a feeling that we want to deal with. And the actions that you've done out of that ideology, we want to repair. Like that's the whole meaning of reparations period. It just means to repair. So we just want to repair what y'all have done because our communities are broken while y'all been able to flourish on. So you know, that's, that's all. I'm, we're not coming after anyone specifically, but it, it, it always baffles me why people want to throw themselves in front of it. Like, right. it has nothing to do with you. Like, it really it has nothing to do with you specifically. Like, you specific white person. Like, it has nothing to do with you. Um, and no one's saying, you did it, you did it, you did it. Now, you know, of course, you're going to have your radical elements in every particular movement. Uh, so you will have some that look at you and all they see is evil, dirty white man and, you know, uh, privileged, entitled white woman, Karen, and you die, da 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 Like, it, we, we get that. We can't speak for everybody or move for everybody, but we got to keep it moving. But at the same time, or, or given an exception to the rule, it doesn't invalidate the rule. Like, it, like, it pisses me off. I don't want to say it pisses me off, but it it just kind of irks me when you know you giving these you have these conversations with people and then I was like, well, you know, everybody can be racist. Um, well, which I don't I disagree with. Um, like, well, well, I, I've been discriminated against by blacks one time. I waved at my black neighbor, he didn't wave back. Okay. Uh well, this one time. Uh, you know, we we went to this neighborhood and they told us, you know, get out of here, cracker. And what about that? Like, okay, well, just tell me that there was a law that was ever in place that said that white people couldn't do something, or or get, give me a policy that said white people couldn't do something, or uh, some sort of societal practice that noted that oh, uh, white people are inferior in any particular shape, form, or fashion. Like, so giving me your exceptions to the rule doesn't invalidate the rule. Uh, right. They don't always, you know what I'm saying? Big E, what's up, man? What, 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 <laughs> nah, I'm just, I, I'm just enjoying the combo, man. I, to go, I'm going to touch on a few things, like mm-hmm. go back to what y'all were talking about to, with sports and everything like that. I feel like, man, if you're going to protest, then just then boycott it. Mm-hmm. If we gonna say go woke or go broke, if you woke, then sit the fuck down. Uh-huh. Sit down, period. Because mm-hmm. everybody is not gonna be for Black Lives Matter. Everybody's not gonna be for 
justice for all on jerseys and stuff like that because nine times out of ten, nobody – I mean, when you go watch sports, you just want to watch sports. Mm-hmm. Honestly, let's just be honest about it. Yeah. Let's be honest about it. But if you really want to make some noise, LeBron James, if we go, if you're going to really, 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 really say you're, you're tired of what's going on, then don't go out there and play. Forfeit that salary for that whole year. Show them that you're not playing. Because really, basically, the only thing the NBA is going to say, well, we'll make another LeBron James. You yeah. see what I'm but saying? I, but that's why I disagree with but you. But I don't, I don't create. That's that's the reason why I'm saying sometimes it's hard to say when you're when you're doing the justice with every with all of the polit with all of the Black Lives Matter and stuff like that in sports. To me, it's sort of like fool's gold. Okay, we gonna let you paint the floors and we gonna let you do that, but we don't really care because we know we still pay your salary. We know if we really told you to shut up, you're gonna shut up. Right. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah, I, okay, I, I agree with that part, but here, here's what here's what I'm saying. Yeah. You know how I said, you know, if you're not willing to pick up a weapon and fight, if you're not gonna be a rebel, you know, I really feel like as as a people, we should be in rebel mode at all times. We but should change, be dealing- change mm-hmm. but see the thing about the thing about what we're trying to accomplish. Change has to be subtle because once you try to shove change in someone's face, it's going to always be a rebuttal because they're not going to understand where it's coming from. But, but that's but why, that's the but that's the problem. They no, that's not that's that, but see, but see, Craig. Like the thing about it is though, if somebody just come into your house and say, "Craig, change that damn drink because it don't look good," you're not going to change it. You're gonna you're gonna oppose that, man. Why are you gonna tell me what I'm gonna do with my house? But, mm-hmm. right, but if, but, but if you, they come, but if they come in there with weapons, that changes the dynamic of the scenario. Nah, because you come into my house Mother, with a weapon, I got a weapon. I keep your weapon. Exactly. Right, now, now that's now that's kind of how I see how America has done it. They came into right. our house and they mm-hmm. put a gun to us and they told us to change the channel. You know what we yeah. did? We, we changed, changed the channel. <laughs> changed so the when channel. you so when you say it can't be abrupt and it has to be subtle. I just disagree. I think that's what they want. I think it's easy to say we want equality, we want change. And they say, you know what? We're going to get you equality and we're going to get you change, but not today. Not today. Yeah. Matter of fact, matter of fact, see, and, and see, and that's the matter point, of fact, and that's the vote for us again. And when we get reelected next semester, mm. that's when we'll work on your issue. So, so, so that brings me back to my point. What is the real solution? How do you really change it? Because you have some. I'm, now I'm not. I'm, I'm more passive aggressive. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. more passive aggressive. But if, there are some that are super militant. Hey man, we want some heads to roll. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Then there's yeah. some more of your. I like your, that. Your, I like your, that. Your, <laughs> your, 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 more of your Martin Luther Kings out there. Like we shall overcome. Like. Mm-hmm. Turn the other cheek to the person who slaps you in it. Like I'm not that far neither. I'm not that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not with that either. So, but the what I look at it is, I look at it as, what can we do as a collective <laughs> to strengthen our resources and our group of people? So that- when we actually come to the table. Mm-mm. We can say this is what our economic issue is, and this is no, what we deserve, and this is what no, we're going to do. No, 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 no. That is the wrong mentality. You think that this is a negotiation? They ain't negotiating. Mm-mm. That that's our first problem. We want to come to the table. The only time you can come to the table 
with the most powerful country in the world is when you got some leverage over them. You have to have something to twist their arm, a gun to their head. And if you ain't got that, all you doing is coming to a table and what you gonna do? You're not gonna change anything. You come to the table and you ask for something, they gonna say no. What you gonna do about it? And that's what I'm saying. I'm saying well, how, do do? Fi- how do you fit? How do you saying like what, what I'm saying is, okay, so first of all, we're getting ahead of ourselves, right? Before we can talk about how to fix things, what do we want to fix? What do we want? What what are our goals? Because asking anyone to do anything for us is not going to get us anything. Exactly. And if they give, so us, if they give us a little that's bit, we're going to feel like we won, and all they did was pacify us. So first, before we decide on how we're going to get whatever it is we want, what do we actually want? What is well, what do you what do you feel like the black community wants, Craig? So in my in my personal opinion, what we want, and I and I know this is gonna sound theoretical and and and, and hypocritical, what we want is not obtainable, right? What we want is for individuals to change their culture and their belief towards us. That's what we want. Yeah, but we don't really have a way to facilitate that. So right. we're trying to utilize the government who has systematically uh, uh, oppressed mm-hmm. us for years and years and years, and we're asking them to do it. So I think what we want, what we truly want, is we want our own identity. We want our own way of life, and we don't want America to necessarily dictate it. If, if I'm being honest, what we want is our own land, our own businesses, our own culture, our own identity, our own education. What mm-hmm. we want are those things. Except we're asking the people that took those things away right, to, to give, give it, it to us. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't see how that's actually possible. Right. Right. Because uh, and that's the fundamental problem that puts us like that's what makes this situation so unique to us because of, of why I guess with us why we're kind of stuck in the middle because black people are naturally conservative um, exactly but the the reason we are conservative isn't necessarily why a white person is conservative right. Uh, yeah right. y'all may want limited government because you just don't you want to have to do for self you know, let it deal with the state and we deal with our affairs, leave us alone. We want you to leave us alone because y'all been fucking with us for centuries. Like, our, our, our motivations are, are not the same Different. as to why we want the government away from us because y'all been fucking with us for the longest time. So it's like, okay, so the government through federal programs and, and things that they turn blind eyes to put us in this this figurative hole that, you know, when it comes to, to when it comes to America, uh, you're promised three things life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So, uh, and those are your inalienable rights, which we have those same rights. However, we have a significant, more, a, a drastically harder role to pursue those things. And so, uh, when a the government or a federal, you know, a nation that says, hey, you can do these things, and then they put you at a disadvantage. Uh, when you have to overcome those disadvantages before you can even start your race, right. then uh, it puts us in a position where we're like, hey, you wronged us. 
you've done these things to us and you should take responsibility and fix them. Fix them. And you're like, well, no, well, okay, well, okay, we'll, we'll do a little bit, we'll pacify it. Well, we'll do something called affirmative action that you really don't benefit from. White women benefited from it more than black people did. But it's like, right. okay, we're going to do this thing for you to, you know, give you a little bit of pacification. We're not really going to help. So it's like, well, we are naturally conservative because, you know, yeah, we do work hard. That's, that's why I find it funny that now all of a sudden we're lazy and we're all these type of things when we stop working for free. And so then, uh, you know, we work hard. We do what we want. We do what we uh, believe is right. You know, we have our families. Uh, and we, we don't want y'all messing with us anymore. Just leave us alone and let us have our lives. But then at the same time, we've been placed in a position at, at the hands of a government that we believe should do what's right and repair the damage that they've done. So now you have people that's flocking over to the Democrat liberal side because they're like, yeah, they've done these things to you. Yeah, this stuff exists and you should get something out of it. Well, let me, let, let me address, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I apologize. What's but up? This is, this is just a point I don't think we can go past. Uh -huh. So when we look at the Japanese internment camps, right? Mm -hmm. Those Americans, they were American. They were either uh -huh. born here or Americanized. They became American. Yep. They mm -hmm. were taken from their home and put into a camp on the thought, not, not the action. Yeah. They thought mm -hmm. they may become our enemy. Mm -hmm. yep. It took almost 60 years for these people to get reparations. Now, let me tell you why they got reparations. Mm -hmm. They have an actual government that works for Japanese citizens. Uh -huh. As African Americans, unfortunately, we don't have a government for us by us. You're we right. are part of we are literally a part of someone else's government. Mm -hmm. So when the government doesn't even recognize us as a citizen, it takes centuries to even get citizenship. It takes time to get equality. Yeah. What makes you think that they want to make us whole? That, that, that's, right. that's what's my thing. They don't. That's just my thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they don't. And, and so th that's what puts us in this uh, very weird spot to where, you know, even though we're naturally more conservative, uh, but we decided to go more liberal and democratic because it's like, you know, it's either... <laughs> Uh, I, I liken it to narcissism for those who aren't, uh, you know, familiar with narcissism. You, you normally have your, your your overt narcissist that's just like just a straight, big, loud, ostentatious asshole. You just know they think, you know, their shit don't stink. And then you have those as far as a covert narcissist who, you know, they appear, you know, uh, with good intentions, genuine, nice, caring and stuff. But behind the scenes, they're just as bad as, as the one that's out and about. Well, you know, yeah, that's asshole. Um, and so you just, again, you picking the lesser of two evils, uh, which is why I do kind of going back to uh, Ice Cube and, and others was like, yeah, we do need to be independent. We got to be our own thing, have our own form of uh, government as far as we can go together as a, a collective. Like, this is what we want. Either do it or you will not see any type of speck of support from us. And, you know, until that happens, until we finally have someone that says, okay, 
reassign leaders because each time they don't even get into all of that as far as how they, you know, always have the, uh, some, uh, some sort of way of taking away our leaders. Like, won't even get to that. But, you know, it's, 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 it's crazy. So this is what we're going to do because I'm sure some people are probably like steaming with the ears as far as all this political and race talk. Um, we're going to take we're going to take our feet off the gas a little bit, and we're going to talk about a man who my team, the Miami Heat franchise, uh, helped mold it into the champion and legend that he is today. Um, hey, shout out to Davis. Miami! They put up a good fight. Yeah, shout out to Miami. I'm I was really I was really impressed with the fight they put up, especially with all the adversity. I mean, um, like three of our best players went down in the first game and it, it was, it was great, but we took it to six. I, I can't, I can't be mad at that. I can't be mad, but LeBron James wins his fourth ring, uh, his third uh, championship on, on three different teams. I think he's like the first player in history to, uh, uh, to win finals MVPs on three different franchises or something like that. Uh, and now of course talks of, is he the GOAT? Is is he better than Bill Russell? Is he better? Well, he's not really compared to Bill Russell, but as far as the, the number of rings, better than Michael Jordan. Uh, Can I jump in this one? Let me get this no, one first. No, he is not better than Michael Jordan. Let me he get this one first. Go ahead. Talk to us. Listen, him. listen. I love, I, I love Michael cats. Jordan. I grew up in Talk. the 90s, too. Uh-huh. I grew up in the 90s, too. But let me tell you the difference between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. And they're they're pretty they're pretty big in my mind. Michael Jordan was a scorer. His job was to score. That's why he's the shooting guard. That's what the mm-hmm. position is designed for. Yep. When in doubt, give the ball to Michael, let Michael shoot it. People forget. Let me take you back in history. When uh-huh. Jordan came to the league, he would struggle against the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you, the Detroit Pistons were not the best team in the league, but they nope. could shut down Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. But when it's they five against to, when it's five against on, one, no, you no, should no. be able to shut down no, five no, against no, one. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. It's never been five against one. It is five huh. on five basketball. Bill and who was the who was the who was the other four numbers? Name the other four in the Chicago Bulls right now in '92 and '81. '92. Name the other four: Piston, Horace Grant, Tony Kukoc, Luke Longley. Uh, Not Bill 80, Wilson, 80, 82. Mr. Brown. I'm talking about when he played the bad boy Pistons. Name the other four new members on that Chicago Bull team. Quick. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I named quickly, a couple people quickly, out there. Half the of those four, people quickly. are Hall of Famers. Exactly. They're That's Hall of Famers. Well, exactly. What I'm going to exactly. say about LeBron is LeBron is ever, he's re- evolutionary. He has, mm-hmm. when he came into league, remember when he came into league? He came in with Cleveland. They were on their way to the playoffs. They were on their way to finals, right? Because mm-hmm. one man came into the league. Remember when Michael Jordan retired? The Bulls still won 60-plus games without mm-hmm. Jordan. They did. Without Jordan. When Cleveland lost LeBron, what happened to Cleveland? That's right. You don't remember because nothing happened to Cleveland. <laughs> they were Dunsky. All right? They were Dunsky. LeBron went against some of the most built teams the league has ever seen. The big three in Boston, the dynasty mm-hmm. with uh, San Antonio. Uh, he he went against uh, 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 arguably, arguably, arguably one of the one of the greatest offensive teams the league has ever seen with the Golden State Warriors. 
He lost in the championship to Dirk Nowitzki in the uh, Dallas Mavericks for one reason. They were at the peak of their athletic athleticism and skill set in a short season. Mm-hmm. So when we say who's the GOAT, I got to throw my hat at LeBron, man. I don't see it any mm-hmm. other way. I is it's LeBron. All right, so for Big East, Big East is it's Jordan. All right. I'm still going to say it's Jordan. The leading scorer of the NBA. What was he the leading scorer as a rookie? Was he the leading scorer as a rookie? I believe he was. Was he a leading scorer as a rookie? Was that 86, 87? He was the leading scorer. Let me look that up real quick. I'm looking it up now. Let me look that up. Um, hmm. Hey, y'all, all y'all look at is numbers, man. Y'all number guys. I, oh, I, 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 I thought numbers is what we went by. Because if, we, if we're going by numbers, then yeah, LeBron is the best. But if we're talking about when it comes down to that killer instinct, making your team better, defensive player of the year, I mean, I mean, oh my God. You ain't, the you ain't never seen LeBron play defense. Jordan. You ain't never seen him play defense before, ever. Who has seen who, play defense? who plays defense this, in this league these days? LeBron. Who plays defense in the league these days? LeBron. LeBron don't play defense. LeBron. <laughs> Man, but Michael he, Jordan was getting beat up like, like he was Buster, uh, Mike Tyson against Buster Douglas in the 88-89 playoff run against the Pistons. The Pistons made this man go to the weight room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take Michael it. Jordan off the Chicago Bulls, listen, they would not have listen. won a championship. When LeBron came into the league, they had to get him out the weight room. He was too heavy. He was too big, too muscular. They never Listen. seen anything like it. They was like, look, we need Listen. you to play 48 minutes of basketball because we don't have the skill LeBron, set let's, for let's, you let's, not to play on, the whole on. game. Let, let's not let, – let, let's be for real. Let's be for real. Let's be for real. <laughs> let's be for real. If you want to talk LeBron and Jordan, you take their first four years. They were both in the same boat. And, yes, no, LeBron no, 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 no. his team to the playoffs. LeBron's first four years, he, he was going to the NBA championship. He was able to carry his team to the playoffs. But mm-hmm. since then, let's look at the facts. Jordan had one role, two, what, two or three role players, right? You had the mm-hmm. defensive man three. of the year with Dennis Rodman, and you had the second best man in the league in Scottie Pippen, the, the original big three, mm-hmm. right? Now, look yep. at what they had to go up against in the East. You had Patrick Ewing in the Knicks. You had Detroit Pistons. You still had the, uh, the Boston Celtics. You, man, you had the, in 92 and around, through 95, the Charlotte Hornets could have at least won an NBA championship on their own. You know mm-hmm. who stopped them from winning the NBA championship? Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Same thing. You with, asked uh, all these also looking at the Orlando from, from 1990 to 2000, you asked them the one player that stopped all of those Hall of Famers from getting championships. And it's only mm-hmm. going to be one name, Michael Jordan. And just 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 to go back, I looked it up. Uh, in Jordan's rookie season, he was he finished the third in 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 scoring behind Bernard oh. King and Larry Bird. Okay. Uh, he averaged twenty eight point two. Larry Bird averaged twenty eight point seven, and Bernard King averaged thirty three points a game. God. Thirty, and then, but, and then I think that Larry Bird team won a, cha- a national title. I think the Celtics won a national mm-hmm. title. With Kevin McHale and Robert, uh, yep. Robert uh, Parrish. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, going to say. On, like, you're talking about like the original big three, like Boston. Boston during that time, they didn't have a big three. They had you know big fours and fat big fours and big fives. When you run up against it, 
Yeah, so it's like, but here's here's my thing. And then you right. and then think about okay. it. When they got beat by go ahead, go ahead, Ray. Because I'm about to say but when they got ahead, beat go by ahead. the Lakers, when they got beat by the Lakers, do you know who's I mean, just tell me who the showtime the showtime Lakers had a Hall of Famer at every position. Mm -hmm. Every position. Mm -hmm. From point guard to center, they had a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Now think about this, Craig. Now what you you talking about? Tell me who's LeBron has stopped from getting a championship ring. Uh, Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett got a ring. Steph Curry got a ring. Steph Curry, KD got a ring. <laughs> KD got a ring. Listen, if you go, if you're gonna go buy rings, who got more Dirk rings? Dirk got a ring. We, if we gonna go by Dirk rings, we, got a ring. we, go, we go to Robert Orr. He got more rings than both. Listen, of them. So what you saying? LeBron James <laughs> have been shut. LeBron James got swept in the title. In the title, and who was he playing for? And who was he playing for? And who was he playing for? Who was he playing for? The the Miami Heat with okay. Chris Bosh, Dwayne Wade, well, Mario Thomas. Now, 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 they didn't get swept. They won they one. Only, yeah, they they, they got swept. Now, it, it, it wasn't a sweep. We got beaten five. We got one, <laughs> but but it wasn't a sweep. Now, we but, got but, one but listen, but listen, we remember this. Listen, listen to what you're talking about. You only clown LeBron when he gets beat in a NBA I don't finals. clown LeBron. I don't clown oh, LeBron. He, he, he didn't win six. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. LeBron goes to the league on average every year. On, mm -hmm. on average. He's oh, been, okay. okay. he been in the league, what, 19 years? Right? Jordan retired right? and went back to the finals. You know, the Bulls went back to the finals. <laughs> you take Michael Jordan off finals. that team where they went to the finals. And they, listen, yes, yes, it was proven. They went back. They went back and lost in the first round. Had a winning season, 60 plus games. They lost when Jordan, the playoffs. When, they Jordan, the when Jordan came the back, the, the, same team, the same team was still intact. They still had Phil Jackson. They still had Scottie Pippen. The core was there. All they had to do was put Jordan back in his position. They didn't change anything. They put a couple rookies in there. When LeBron goes to a different team, it changes the dynamics of the team. Another point example. When Jordan went to Washington, what happened to Washington? How many championships did they win? How many finals did they go to? How many playoffs did they go to? Okay, Jordan was there. Now you're going to say, oh, he was at the end of his career. Okay, LeBron, 19 years in. What's that? I think it's like 17, years in? but that's still okay. 17 still years valid. in, still valid. 17 still, years still, in, winning yeah, championships. So, but I here's, here's my thing. Here's, here's my thing. I'm I'm taking my uh political affiliation role and I'm gonna be right in the center because I think, as far as an overall player on the court, you have to give that nod to LeBron. As far okay. as it, just being able to like the skill that he has and to be like, if you put him in Jordan's era, you, you're talking about someone the size and strength of a prime Horace Grant and that's shooting like a shooting guard, passing like a point guard and being able to play not necessarily elite defense, but really solid defense, you know, as, you know, your, as far as being able to get blocks and steals and the IQ that he has, it's like, I, I would just have to give that, and it's not even as far as like the rings, 
Um, because you know, I, I don't want to say it's a cop out because the, the ring is yeah, the, the ring's a bias. The ring's like, a bias. It was like, you know, I, I don't but will six rings, you know, but, yeah. but as you say, Robert Ory got seven. Bill Russell got eleven. Yeah. So like so, you know, who's touching Bill Russell if you if you're talking about rings? Well, but, uh, my thing is go ahead. But no, I, I, just, say, I was gonna say I was gonna say like the reason why Michael Jordan is gonna always be considered the goat is because of what he did for the game of basketball. Exactly, and I think just the impact. That's not to say that. Wait, wait a minute! Time, no, time out! Time because, out! Wait, wait a minute now! Come on! Hold on! Hold on! Uh huh. Look, Le- LeBron has changed the game internationally. No, That's what I was about to say. Now, they, China, go to China and they will tell you about LeBron James. Here's the thing, and they'll tell you about Michael Jordan first. Here's what I want to say as far as you, you mentioned that whenever LeBron goes, uh, whatever team he goes to, he changes the dynamic for the team. I would argue it changes the dynamic of the league. Whenever yeah, okay. the team you go to, it changes the whole dynamic of the league or what the league is going to look like because now players that didn't want to even sniff or or a sniff in the direction of that particular team, now they're like falling over themselves to get to that team. That's uh, true. Or, or even then, you know, they'll form their own little coalitions uh, and only team up to go against it. They, they may not want to play with them, but they want to beat him. Okay, that's a good point. Let me piggyback yep. off your point since we're talking about the impact that LeBron yep. has had to the NBA. When mm-hmm. we're talking about China, excuse me. Bless you. That shit sounds nasty. About, <laughs> when, we talk about, when we talk about China joining up with the NBA, they didn't join up with the NBA in 2008. Do you know who the lead ambassador was for the NBA in 2008? Wasn't Michael Jordan. I'll tell you who it was. It was LBJ. <laughs> It was LBJ. <laughs> okay. So I mean, I, I just like the only thing that I got to say that I'm proud to say is, you know, we helped him realize his potential. You know, we we had to mold him. He had to come and and get that that fire from Pat Riley and the Miami Heat boys because Pat Riley, you know, he was the one that was uh, giving Jordan those fits when those Nick battles. And then we would come down to Miami during the, in, in the 90s. You know, it was Pat Riley that was giving them the pitch. Uh, so, you know, he just instilled that to LeBron. Uh, so he's great now thanks to, you know, with the city college trip, you know, he went to Miami for four years. So it was like him going to college. And, and you know, you kind of find yourself as a man you know, and, and when you go through college and stuff like that. So, so that's that's all that is. So shout well, out to let me ask you a question then. If he would have stayed in honest. If, <laughs> if he would have stayed in Cleveland his whole uh-huh. career, like Jordan stayed in uh Chicago, would LeBron have those rings? Jordan didn't keep his whole career in Chicago. He, he, he went to the Washington Wizards. After he run six rings. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and, have, and then well, how many he went after that? Okay. Well, once See, you pay Jordan, you couldn't pay nobody else because Jordan didn't take lead minimum to go to the Washington Wizards. And they didn't build a team around Jordan. And at that it was time, his Jordan team. Was, it was literally his team. It was, it was his team. He, he, but who he, was he, on that team, Craig? Tell me who was on that Washington Wizards team. It was, I'll, tell you exactly was on, I'll tell you who exactly was on that team. Jordan. <laughs> Jordan was on that team. If you said he was the greatest, they put Jordan on the team and they failed. 
Put LeBron on any team you want in the NBA today, right now. I'm telling you what's going to happen. You're going to a championship. I can't okay. promise you're going to win it, but you're but going to an NBA you, you final. Can't even say, you can't even, I can't even go that far. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. He did it. He did it in because Cleveland. He he did it in Miami. He doing it in LA. What well, more do y'all want? Take Kyrie off that team where he won. A particular time where you can say put LeBron on the team and you go into the finals. That was when he went to the finals and got swept by San Antonio. Uh, other than that, he realized, okay, I'm being beat by Boston. Boston got that big three. I'm being beat by Orlando. He needed help. Orlando didn't, didn't have their big three, but they had their big uh, two, two and a half. Well, they wouldn't even have. They had their big two. Um, they, they had a dynamic duo. It was like, okay, I realized that I need help. So now there's a reason why when he went to the Lakers, he said, you know what? Get rid of all these little young niggas. Get me Anthony Davis. Because if I can get an Anthony Davis, then I can take you to the finals. Now I can lead you. I can show him how to get to the finals and how to be a champion the way D Wade showed me how to be a champion. But exactly. then get me another star player. And then we can uh we can get all that stuff done. And even in even even in that case, you know, the same way Shaq showed D Wade how to do it and blah blah and so on and so on and so forth. But I, I really can't say put LeBron on the team he's going to the finals. He's gonna make some moves because of his impact that's gonna be like, hey, uh well, we got who, who's this? Who, Lonzo Ball with that broke ass jump shot. Nah, I get that little nigga out of here. Who, and his loud mouth daddy, get him out of here too. Who, who Brandon Ingram? Eh, that nigga is, is 50 pounds wet. Get him out of here. We ain't got time for that. Josh Hart, who? Kevin Hart, get Kevin. Get that little nigga out of here. Give me Anthony Davis. All right, so so now we in some. So, I mean, I, 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 I try to cheat and I do it by, by generation. Um, I still would put Jordan above LeBron, but it's like I'll say overall, I would think that uh, LeBron is an overall better player. Overall, um, he's an overall. He's a more over. He's an overall as better. As, the, as far as skill goes, skill, yeah. But um, I, I won't say better. Like I, I won't put those letters in bold, like letters. Like, hey, I'm gonna be like, because, I'm gonna be like Skip Bayless right now. There's nobody better than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. You understand? <laughs> nobody better than Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Not LeBron James. So I not Kobe Bean Bryant. <laughs> Michael Jeffrey Jordan is the face of the NBA, sir. Yeah. I know you, but I'm gonna be honest. I, with you, I, I can't argue with that too. <laughs> well, I, I, well, well society, I can, got three I can, I can, I can argue that fact. I, I'm well, not see, taking anything away. Stat. You're going to go out stats. <laughs> no, but I'm not, not going to be biased. Not, 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 not just stats. My three, I'm going to tell you my favorite, my favorite NBA players, and, and these are my favorite all time. Michael Jeffrey Jordan, Allen Iverson, Dwayne Wade, and Shaquille O'Neal. Like, those are my favorites. Mm-hmm. And I'm not just saying that because they won, but yep. each one of those, I mean, look at it. What could you have said about Iverson? If he would have went to a different team when he asked to be traded and they didn't trade him from the 76ers, Iverson should have definitely have won a title. But mm-hmm. he didn't. He, yeah, you know why? Because he stayed in Philly. <laughs> Nobody now, made what him would do you that? be saying about LBJ if he would have said, you know what, nah, I'm going to stay with Cleveland and I'm going to build what I need to win in Cleveland? I, what would you I, have I, said? 
Because he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have four rings. He went chasing rings. KD has went ring chasing. It's sort of uh-huh. hard to call someone the greatest because they're chasing the hardware. And and, and now everybody's making isn't, this. Isn't everybody chasing the hardware? You think True. those years that LeBron, Le, Le, uh, Michael wasn't winning championships, he didn't go to Phil Jackson, arguably one of the greatest coaches in NBA history, and say, Phil, you got to do something if you want yeah. me to stay. No, that's not what happened. Well, and, and, and if you watch the last dance, I know you haven't been on the Jerry Cross game. Hey, Jerry, what, what you going to do? That's yeah, right. Because to be honest with you, Phil Jackson went to Michael and said, you need to listen to me if you want to win a championship. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Michael Jordan was going to beat Michael Jordan. That's the difference between Michael and LBJ. Michael didn't give a damn about the rest of his teammates. I'm I'm the man. Give me the ball. I want to score. LBJ, he come in knowing, in order for me to win, I need to get my team involved. And if he uh-huh. did, he didn't have he didn't have a team in Cleveland, so he had to go to Miami because if he would have stayed in Cleveland. If he would have stayed in Cleveland, he would have never won that championship. Facts. I promise. I promise. I agree. You. I don't think he would have won if he was stayed in Cleveland. Hey, did he win a championship in Cleveland? After he came back after winning two in Miami. Okay. And at that time, after, what did they have? Did they not have Kyrie at that time? After they were absolutely right, horrible, and then they picked up one of arguably the greatest point guards. Uh, well, I ain't going to say the greatest. One of the best point guards. Because uh, there, there is a difference between those two words. Uh, you know, after they getting Kyrie and then trading for Kevin Love, you know, again, which basically was why, because he was like, all right, you know, I done did what I could do here. D-Wade's broken down. Chris Bosh is Chris Bosh. And, you know, I got, we got Kevin Love. He's doing 27 and 13 and 14 in Minnesota. And then Kyrie is like, you know, the best point guard in the league, arguably, right now. Yeah. I'm going home now. Yeah, of course he'll go home. <laughs> so, so, so that brings me to a, to a to a question. And I'm pretty, and that was a question we had discussed earlier. LeBron James changed the landscape of, of basketball as career says. So is Tyron Lue gonna be a good fit for the Clippers then? Because Tyron Lue won with LeBron James. Um, I, I, uh, I I can only say this about Tyron and Tyloo, and this this it's all I can say about him. The way uh my man uh Ray uh not Ray Allen um Allen Iverson. Allen Iverson stepped over that man and knocked down that three. <laughs> That that for me that ended his career. Like everything he's doing now is just a bonus. Everything so, like, he does reminds you. Like, <laughs> nah, I think it's funny now because even I think they had uh, Cleveland where they had like a fan came and asked him to sign an Allen Iverson jersey. I was like, man, the, the type of disrespect. You ain't played in fifteen. I think about fifteen years of people still like, hey, bro. You know, the only way I know of you is because Alan Dobson stepped over your little ass <laughs> after he won, then put the moves on you, and then he hit that step back, <laughs> then looked down on you like, nigga, <laughs> went on. Nah. But my guy, my guy obviously made Tyron Lulu like a kid. <laughs> I got a question. I got a question. Did, man. I, I want to know why Mark Jackson. What's up? I want to know why Mark Jackson is not being pursued for jobs. That's what I want to know. We'll get well, to that in just a second. I don't, Go ahead. All right. Yeah. 2006 NBA Finals. Cleveland goes to the NBA Finals, right? 2006. 
Can you name uh-huh. three players from the 2006 Cavalier roster, excluding LeBron James? Delonte West. Nope. The true is- what you talking about? Was Varjat not on that team? Nope. Varjat wasn't there with no six. Name that guy again. Hey, I tell you what happened in '06. El Gasquez, the San Antonio Spurs, sweep them in '06. Yeah, they got swept in '06. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's all. Oh, I, that's okay. all I need. I knew who I know who was on the team, like you told me. LBJ was on the team, and he got his ass swelled. The hell right. you mean? So, so, so to answer your question, and and I, I promise on my kids, I'm not looking at any screen. Uh, sure. Big Z. Yeah. Um, was was a uh, Booba Gibson, Daniel Gibson? Was he on that team? Daniel Gibson. Um. Uh, I want to say like Daniel Marshall. Was Daniel Marshall on that team? Yeah, he was. He didn't start. He was a backup. Yeah, I, I know. Backup. He was, yeah. Again, uh, I know who was on that team. It was LBJ, and he got his ass swept. Next question. All right, next listen, question. Let me let me listen. 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 That's what I want starting, to know. Next starting question. five. Starting five. Shannon Brown. Yeah, Shannon Brown. Daniel Gibson. LeBron okay. James. Drew Gooden. Drew Gooden. <laughs> and El, El, what is it? El Gasca, Big Z. Yeah, Big okay, Z. Okay, tell me who was on. Ne- tell me who none was on of the them. Listen, listen to me. Of Chicago listen, Bulls when they first none of them Elton. will make it to the Hall of Fame. None of them. None of them with the exception of how many Hall of Famers? How many Hall of Famers have LeBron James played with and won a championship with? Just as many as Michael, if not more. No, Michael's Michael. only played with two. Rodman and Pippen. Say that again. He's only played with two, Rodman and Pippen. Name anyone, name somebody else out there, Chicago Bull team that's in the Hall of Fame. I'll find out right now. No, thank you. Too long. Dwayne Wade's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Ray Allen's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Chris Boss is going to go to the Hall of Fame. AD is going to go to the Hall of Fame, and Kyrie Irving is going to go to the Hall of Fame. Well, go ahead Five and add, Hall of Fame uh, players put, have helped LeBron James win four rings in 10 freaking years. Well, Two. I don't know about – well, um, go ahead and add Shaq. He played with Shaq. I mean, Shaq didn't – they didn't win when Shaq was there, but he played with Shaq. Oh, yeah, I forgot. He, Shaq played in Cleveland. I forgot yep. about that. Yep, he played with Shaq. Um, hey, LBJ has four rings in 10 years. Remember that. Remember what that. you think about Kevin Love? You think you think uh, Kevin Love going? Is, See, and I think, and that's the problem. That's the problem that I'm having with the NBA landscape today. Mm-hmm. Too many of these guys are joining teams and they're not playing to their caliber of, mm-hmm. of uh, a level of play, if, if you will. Because Chris Boss was a monster in Toronto. Yep. When he got with LeBron James, he his skills had to take a back seat. Right. Kevin Love mm-hmm. was a monster in Minnesota. When he got to Cleveland, he had to take a back seat. The yep. only person, the only two people that caught that LeBron has ever played with where they haven't had to take a back seat and they were in their prime was Kyrie and AD. Those are the only two because LeBron, I mean, Dwayne yep. Wade, he still maybe had two years in his prime, but his skills were diminishing. And if Dwayne Wade had an outside shot, they probably yeah, could have won more Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, the, don't, don't even get me started on D Wade. Like he, D Wade is 
by far my favorite player. He's yeah, uh, one of the exactly. reasons why I even uh, stuck with Miami. Um, but it just the the fact that he just didn't shoot. That's why he'll never be, you know, as good as Kobe. That's why he's like regarded as the third best shooting guard because he couldn't shoot when uh, he, he had a similar play style of Jordan and Kobe when they were young. Jordan and Kobe came when they was young, they, they were dunking on people. And that's like, they're just straight dunking. And then when they got a little older and they, they started, developed you know, that you shot, know, body started taking the toll, they developed the jump shot. D Wade never did that. Never developed and it's like, it as he got older, his shot got worse. And it's all like, mm. so, but that's that, man. All right, so look. And, and hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to say one uh, more thing because we're not just going to skip over the fact that this bubble <laughs> shit gave him a ring. We're not just going to skip up because I'm tired of people giving LeBron a pass, man. I'm tired. What do you mean I'm a pass? I'm tired of them giving him a pass. Listen, <laughs> who did he have? Man, the Clippers let us down. The Clippers, uh-huh. the Clippers let us down. The Lakers are not the, supposed no, to be in the NBA Finals. Trust Clippers me. Did not, the Clippers did not let us down because the Clippers did what the Clippers do. They and, well, that's true, too. That's the Clippers quit. You're the right. Clippers the Clippers quit. That's what they do. <laughs> but, I mean... Every we all LeBron James championships are always in question to me, man. They just always are because mm-hmm. he's never beat a legit team. Who, right. who name a legit team he's beat except for Golden State? Name a legit team he's beat. Because the Spurs were old. Uh, if any ring, if any ring would submit LeBron's legacy is that year where they beat. The 73 and 9 Golden State Warriors after coming back down 3 1. He's the only person in the history of the league to do that. And you know, so if, if any ring would matter, it was that ring and the ring he was well, he wasn't Cleveland at the time. But was, I'm what, about, my right son. what about what about who's the best player in the NBA? What about the 2011? Who's the best player in the NBA? Right now, right now, who's the best player mm-hmm. in the NBA? Right it's, now, ten right, years ago, uh-huh. right ten now, years ago, we still have the same man, so LeBron James. James. Who's yeah. the best player in the NBA, Brandon? <laughs> man, see, he, okay. he don't get to eat tonight. Okay, he don't, he don't get this question. No, he don't pay no attention. He don't get to eat tonight. What do you think about the 2011 season? Oh, Michael Jordan. He knows. He he knows now. He don't even know who Michael Jordan is. He don't even know. He ain't never seen Michael Jordan. <laughs> what do you think about the 2011 season when, when uh, Miami went against Oklahoma City? Now, here's the roster for Oklahoma City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Russell Westbrook, Kendrick Perkins, Nazir Muhammad, Eric uh, Maynard, Reggie Jackson, um, Serge Ibaka, Lazarus Haywood, James Harden, Kevin Durant. Nick Collison. Okay. Tell me that's not a decent team now. That was a great that, team, but they didn't know what to do with them. That, you're right. Facts. They, ain't know what they didn't know what to do with that team. Well, the, the they made the, the dumb, dumb decision of choosing Serge Ibaka over James Harden. Yeah. Because they was like, well, all right, the big contracts is coming up. So, you know, who are we going to keep? We, we definitely want to keep Westbrook and, and Durant. Okay, well, Will technically, I understand the logic, but they didn't consider the upside. They're like, yeah, well, they didn't consider the upside of James. Well, Harden all right, so all. Well, we're gonna keep Serge Ibaka because he complements them well, and you let James Harden go, and James Harden is who he is. But um, I mean, 
All right, I got a better team. I got a better team. You tell me the team. I'm going to tell you the year. You tell me the team. 2006, Keith Van Horn, uh, New Jersey Jackson, uh, Jerry Stackhouse, Josh Powell, Dirk Nowitzki. Do you know how old Jerry Stackhouse was in 2006? He was was still a a decent player, though. He was young. He was young. Yeah, he was still decent, though. Like, and... Eric Dampier. Come on, yeah. man. I get it. I get it, Craig. You want to give you want to give LG you want to give LBJ the nod. But no, nah, but, that, but that's 06. But that's 06. That's um that's my Miami Heat now. That's when D Wade went off. You know, yeah, it won the championship with Shaq. You know, that's with D Wade and Shaq, and then he had uh White Chocolate and Gary Payton and Exactly Walker and not in uh, not in 06. Yeah, it did. Oh, since when we oh, since when the Heat won the finals yeah, that was against 06. the uh the Dallas Mavericks. They was down three. I think they were down what three one. Raffy. Nah, no, that's the short season. That's the short season. They lost to Dallas. That's the that only was, championship. No, that, that's no. twenty eleven. You talking about twenty eleven? Yeah, because oh six, oh six, and 06, we beat Dallas. Mm-hmm. They beat Dallas. So let's get off of LBJ, man, because I don't want to have a heart attack tonight, man. Because uh, as I said, <laughs> I'm Skip Bayless today. Michael Jeffrey Jordan is All the right. coach. It will so, always be the GOAT. So we're going to go ahead and enter this little segment that uh, we'll develop a little more. Uh, it's called uh, So I'm, I'm going to give you guys one take. Uh, you know, I'm going to read something to y'all as far as what's going on in the world. And you let me know if it's dope or if it's doo-doo. So okay. let me start with this. Daniel Cameron. You know, the, the attorney general that handled the Breonna Taylor. Brad Taylor. Yeah, uh, he's he a Republican. Reason, yeah, so he said, yeah, the reason he received the backlash that he's getting is because he is a Republican and they don't like free black thinking men. And that's the only reason why he's receiving the, the, the backlash or hate that he's getting for how he handled the Breonna Taylor case. Is that dope or is that doo Talk to him. Dude, when we it, it, are we talking about him or are we talking about the backlash he's getting? Uh, well, we talk about what he said. He he believes that the backlash he's getting is because he's a black Republican and he's free thinking. So, well, I'm like this: if you can't take the heat, get out the kitchen. You get doo doo uh, from me. He's doo doo. He's doo doo. Yeah. He's a big piece of doo doo because he lied to the he lied to the judiciary to judiciary committee mm-hmm. he hid information it ain't because he's black it's because you didn't do your job and that's the problem that we have in the mm-hmm. african-american community when one yeah. make it he feel like he don't have to go back and help his people now when yeah. you now if the facts would have shown that brianna taylor and her boyfriend had did something unjust then okay i understand it because cops are human and not, mm-hmm. first of all not all cops are bad Let's right. get that straight. I agree. But there damn sure are some dirty cops. So, well, can I can I, piggy, can said, I piggyback? Can I piggyback? Hold on, let me, let, me, let me finish my point, Craig. But what I'm saying about that attorney general, because that that that's that one that 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 right there. <laughs> I mean, that's he's a piece of shit. Period. It, it yep. ain't no it ain't no way around that you you did what you did and you had a chance to 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 bring a community together. I mean, and that's another thing that bothers me. Every time some shit like this happens, you want to throw money in our face. Like, mm-hmm. my, if something happens to my daughter, my daughter ain't worth twelve million. She worth a lot more. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna accept that twelve million. 
And that's one thing we need to stop doing. It, 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 that's the reason why I keep. I, I always get upset when I see protesting or rioting mm-hmm. and stuff like that because they already know, man. As soon as it's over, we're gonna give them a piece of money, and they're gonna. We, and it's gonna happen again. And, and it's, it's gonna, gonna be gonna gonna business again, and then everything's gonna be all cool until it happens again, and then you want to get all exactly. Know, he had the chance to do the right thing and he didn't. And then mm-hmm. on top of that, when you start to learn the facts of what he gave the Judiciary Committee, he mm-hmm. lied. So yep. he's a big piece of shit to me. He ain't just do the he's a piece of yep. shit. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> and I, I, I would have to definitely go with, with Dudu just because, you know, just the options that was, was given to the, the, the jurors uh, and stuff. And then now is taking steps to even block them from even speaking about you know the process that they were that they went through, um, which exactly. I know will put them in uh, put him in a detrimental uh, position uh, because you know just all the facts and we know all the facts. Every, everyone, you know, and I definitely got my my opinions on how people reacted to it. But yeah, big piece of doo doo for me. So, yeah, doo doo okay. for, for the so attorney we, general in Kentucky. Yeah. So we talked. Okay, so stand shortly political. Uh, the far right groups, you know, those who hate the mask and, and don't believe that COVID is real and COVID is a scam, they believe that 94% of U.S. COVID-19 deaths do not count or should not count because uh, there were other pre-existing conditions that were involved. So only 6% of the deaths uh, related to COVID-19 should actually count. Do you think that's dope or do you think that's doo uh, Dude, I, I mean, I'm not no, I'm not doctor. I'll take the lead on this one. I, I think it's, it's pretty simple. It, it's it's pretty, it's pretty simple. When people, uh-huh. I don't see how someone not having a pre-existing condition can exclude them for anything. Matter of fact, right. if you have a pre-existing condition, it makes your symptoms worse. Uh-huh. So, so I'm not taking away from someone that has diabetes or high blood pressure. And then they get mm-hmm. COVID and die and say, oh, COVID didn't cause it. All these mm-hmm. other things. Cause... No, the, the, the flu, the COVID virus is what ultimately killed them. It made mm-hmm. everything else worse. So you get right. doo-doo for me. Doo-doo for me as well. Doo-doo. Here's why I think it's, it's doo-doo. And, um, mainly because, like, look at AIDS, right? When you got AIDS, uh, it normally wasn't you didn't die because of AIDS. It was die, you died because... You got sick from something else. Yeah. And, but um, the fact that you had AIDS that killed your immune system, then you died. But you ain't going right. to say, well, he died from the flu or he died from the common cold or whatever the case may be. No, you had AIDS. So it was AIDS that, that did that. So, nah, you get doodle for me. So, I, I don't I know how well you guys uh, so next, so I don't know how well you guys are with um, familiar with uh, P. Diddy. He just came out with this maybe like today. Today's the 18th. I think take like that, yesterday. Take that. He said, I'm tired of y'all fucking around with these black folks. So we're going to start our own political party and we're going to call it our black party. And it's going to be the black political party and um, we're going to get everybody to follow it and join it. And that's how we're going to move. So do y'all think that's dope or do you think that's doo So I think I'm, he needs to put I'm, a little bit more. I think he needs to put a little bit more work and thought into Personally, personally, I like the idea. It sounds great, Uh but it's stupid in practice to think that we're going to take all the black votes 
put them into one party and go against the Republican and Democrat party and mm-hmm. have some type of and, and that's and, and an all black party is not indicative of what America is. So right, I agree. And, and see, like that's that's the thing too, man. You start talking racism, you all. Man, no, it takes all of us. It, 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 it takes all of us, white, black, Chinese, Puerto Rican, Mexican, to better the condition for everybody I, I, in America. While I, while I do understand that there definitely needs to be some form, as we mentioned before, some governmental entity that moves on behalf of black Americans. Um, we do have that. It's called the and, Black Caucus. We need to, which get, is we true, need to get real. Which, we need to get real. We need to get real leaders in the Black Caucus instead yeah, of exactly. I definitely got my my criticism when it comes to the Black Caucus. I think they sold out on numerous occasions, and I'm, I exactly. take I take numerous uh, emphasis on numerous. But so I can, I, right can, I, can I jump on that a little bit? Uh-huh. So, yeah. so to get to these political positions, you kind of have to sell your soul a little bit to get there. You're not going to stay true to the cause and make it to these positions of power. Just think about it psychologically. Don't think about it from an African-American male point of view. Think about it from a white male point of view. If there's an Mm African-American with strength that has the ability to bring people together and actually make change, how much effort are you going to put in to stopping that from happening? Don't think of us as a a black man. Think of you as a white man. Uh How much effort would you put into it? So well, if you if you if you if you if you're thinking if you're thinking of it as as a white and black issue, then at the same time, the first thing they're gonna want to see is, is what money can we make out of it. Well, of course. Well, yeah, that's what, 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 how that's what I'm saying. Any any black person that's in a, in a power position, some white person had to okay it. So I, I know that sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling no, you, they, they had yeah. to okay it somewhere. That's true. Mm-hmm. Because I if they don't agree. like you. If they fear you, being a black man in America, being feared is probably the worst thing that can happen to you because now you're in the minds of white people and they think uh-huh. of you as fear. So if they can't control you, you better believe they'll kill you. Well, Maybe look, not always exactly. physically, but they will kill you one way or another. Yep. And look at look at what they did with Obama. If y'all remember the rhetoric that was coming from when Obama was president, uh, it was straight fear mongering for those eight years. He's going to take your guns. He's a Muslim. He's a terrorist. He's going to destroy America. That that was their rhetoric. Even how Michelle Obama is a man. It was all this stuff they were saying to and, and which basically created Donald Trump. Uh, basically, and how he was able to get into the office. So, I, I think right now, I think the the move is doo doo. To be honest, as far as you know, our Black Party, uh, and even still. Even if that's the case, like, you could have chosen a better name. Like I don't, I don't think I'm going to put myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. Because, because, man, what one thing we got to get off is this whole thing that everybody's racist, man. Everybody ain't yeah. racist, man. Right. It's, it's not. It's yeah. a lot of it is some people are naive, if I could use mm-hmm. that word, yep. to to a certain situations. And the only reason yep. they're naive is because they haven't been in those situations or they haven't grew up like this. You right. can't ask a you can't ask a person that grew up in the country club what it's like to grow up in White Oak. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? But exactly. does that mean that person that grew up in the country club is racist? No, he just don't know what it's nope. like to be uh, that guy from White Oak. Exactly. So it so in order for us to, to change the landscape of America and racial issues, it takes everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And, and when you start excluding people, and that's and that's what a lot of people have. That's a lot of the issue that people have with the BLM movement. They feel like it's, it's excluding them. Actually, they just don't. They just don't. They just don't. Well, why don't my course. life matter? You, yeah, you see what I'm saying? They, yep. they, yeah. feel, they, they feel like they feel like they're oppressed now. You see yeah, what I'm so, saying? I think, so yeah, <laughs> which is, I, I agree. I but I think it's absolutely hilarious, but it, it speaks to the uh, naivety that you spoke of that you just don't know and you just, you don't, just don't understand. Know. So, of course, if someone who has no idea of any type of racial issues or even the history of, of racism in this country towards a particular group of people that don't look like you, that you most likely don't even associate with, that you're only going to see one or two in your classrooms or in your circle, in your social circles, it's like okay, then also you see this big movement called Black Lives Matter, and so you're like, well, well, what about my life? Well, you know, yeah, exactly. All lives matter. Well, it's like, well, and, and I, I get that, but at the same time, nah, like I, I understand it. I understand why you may think that way, but nah, you, you're you're wrong about it. And so here's how you can educate yourself about it. It's not an exclusive, um, and but at the same time, it's like. If you hear Black Lives Matter and then all of a sudden you want to bring up all of these uh, black issues and I won't even get started because, you know, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up pretty soon. Uh, you know, you, you're black on black crimes and all this type of stuff. And, you know, we can get into that at another time because God damn exactly. some stuff I'm going to talk about that. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like when, when you bring up these disparities against, you know, that is meant to, uh, that is meant to excuse, ignore, dismiss, like, just the, the rhetoric, not even the message. Because personally, I don't even really like or agree with the organization Black Lives Matter more so than pushing the message of Black Lives exactly. Matter. Uh, and that's, a, again, a whole different conversation. But it, it still requires or goes down to, it will take all of us. It, it will take an understanding because the way you defeat an ideology is ideology. You know, it's understanding and understanding that, okay, this, this is a very antiquated way. This is how we do, how things were made, but it doesn't have to be the way that we continue these things. Exactly. So, with that said, another dope Uh Speaking of Black Lives Matter, police are cutting ties with domestic violence programs that support Black Lives Matter. Dope or doodle? Oh, that's definitely doodle because... <laughs> <laughs> Um, we need to protect but, the women, so. But again, the I, reason I don't know. Uh-huh. I, I I say that because we've been mm-hmm. pointing our fingers at the police, right? Uh-huh. You're not you're not doing this. You're not doing that. And now they're taking action. See, we we we're not playing. We should be playing chess, but we keep playing checkers. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That should let you know the mentality that the police force has. Right. So for for me, it's like oh. You don't see that they don't have our best interests at heart. Mm-hmm. They're willing to cut these programs, and yet we're yep. still saying there's not bad police. There's some good police. No, mm-hmm. here's the here's the problem when it comes to police. The act of policing itself is bad in nature. It's mm-hmm. bad in context. It's bad historically. There is nothing mm-hmm. about the police that screams help and take care of us because it doesn't. The only people they protect are those that have, and the only mm-hmm. people they serve is the people that have not. Mm-hmm. So 
I, for one, I'm not, I can't say that the police force is not important because it is a part of our daily lives today. But what I can say is it's dangerous. It is a dangerous, dangerous occupation, not just for the police, but the people too. But for the people that they're supposed to be uh, in service to. Exactly. Uh, Definitely. So I, I, I just think it's due to it for that same reason that, okay, well, Look at what they're willing to retaliate with, right? Um, and again, and their rhetoric is exactly what we just explained because they're like, "Well, it's exclusive." Uh, you know, you're being racist against non-black people, and blah 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 blah. Like, no, that's not what we're saying at all. So, but I, I read that and I was like, "Okay, um, all right." And so, ending on a light, very irrelevant. Uh, even though we really ever talked too much about relationships, um, Cardi B who has been in, you know, the news for various reasons. She's been uh, in mainstream because Ah. apparently she has a wet-ass pussy. And (laughs) also because uh, Candace Owens just drugged that wet-ass pussy all over the internet when they had their little debate. Um, So, but y'all know she recently filed for divorce against against her husband. All Uh, set. Yep, but she's taking him back and she said she did that, filed for divorce, to teach him a lesson. And apparently what the decision was, and this is not what she said, just uh, he bought her uh, an expensive vehicle. I can't remember what it was. Bought her a vehicle. Uh, and that was like the icing on the cake that she took him back. So she said she filed for divorce to teach him a lesson. Do you think that's dope or do you think that's stupid? Uh, anything Cardi B does... Other than music is due to. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, Cardi, Cardi B is a great entertainer. She's a great entertainer and she knows how to market herself. And so I think this is just another uh, market yeah. employee. I think it's just another market employee. They are. It's dope. Yeah, Let them be I, I think are. so too. I, I never. I, I'm, I never I really think believed I'm... it. Uh huh. I'm what they call a imperfect lover, if that is, is an actual term. And from personal experiences, I think people make mistakes. That's just the way life is. People are not perfect. I think what Offset did, I'm not justifying it. I've been in the same boat. Uh-huh. I, I know I know what happens. Sometimes you get a little money, you get a little famous, things happen. And mm-hmm. I think I think for Cardi, she was hurt. She needed to let him know you can't play on my emotions. It's not a game. So I think it's good. I think I think when you love somebody, you give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes. And so I course, think it's, I think it's their relationship. They can do what they want to. Facts was like you know you just do what you want to, but at the same time, uh, Craig definitely relates because imperfect lover is synonymous with ain't shit. And we, <laughs> so, so when you were doing, and then you had to deal with those consequences. So it was like, oh, yeah, I understand that. You know, you make mistakes, you do shit. Yeah. So uh, there's a reason we call Craig Mac Craig Mac. Um, but but yeah, I, I was just like, eh, you know, do what you do. Congratulations. You know, just divorces. Um, you know, of course, I'm, I'm more traditional, so I, I'm not really on the side of divorce. However, um, I'm not really for uh, staying in, like, toxic and destructive situations either. So, you know, 
if it was genuinely toxic and or destructive, then you know I'm all for it. Uh, I thought it was dope, but if it wasn't teaching him a lesson, then you know if he learns the lesson, that's the thing. If the lesson is learned, then cool. But in three months, man, I think I think Cardi B loves toxic toxicity. I think that's the word. So. Yeah, I mean that's ratchet energy. That's toxic yep. energy. Yep. some females like that. Some females don't. You know, it's all about. Yeah. We don't know what going on in their relationship. So and we we gonna we gonna talk. We gonna talk about some of that stuff. Oh, 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 we gonna talk. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know what? I man, I look. We done got so much more that we can talk about. But exactly, uh, we gotta say this for another episode. Yeah, we definitely gonna say this. So so. Uh, if y'all, the viewer who's watching this, if y'all made it through all of this, man, thank you. <laughs> and we just a little nervous tonight. We don't act uh, like this when we all wait around you know, each other. You know, but... we we gonna uh, we gonna keep it going because you know it's 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 something that allows us to uh, just kind of talk, man. You know, life kind of comes at you. You know, we got families now. You know, married with children, um, and. Uh, so we kind of apart. We can't just kind of chill in the basement playing Halo like we used to. So crazy, you know, that game crazy. So cheat on all the time. Yeah, um, I used to cheat. <laughs> I want to hear that. You and Mike they still cheated. Listen, nah, not me. Uh, not me. I, I was I was a good guy. I was a good guy. But we definitely appreciate y'all watching, man. Uh, exactly. Like and subscribe. Uh, and follow us on this uh, journey that we're going to be on, and we're going to keep it going. Any you know comments, suggestions, opinions, or whatever, of course, let us know. Holler at us. Uh, we're going to be setting up um, you know different pages and all this type of stuff, so you can follow us and engage with us outside of these things. And eventually, which is definitely the plan, if we're going to drop an episode or two or three of y'all where we are together and we get to really act a fool, but. You know, again, thank y'all for, for rocking with us. This is uh your boy Dante, Raphael, Raffi, however you know me. If you know me, you know me how you know me. Uh Craig Mac, Big E, thank y'all, my brothers. Uh we definitely on something. Anytime, yes, sir. And uh and y'all have a good night, and we'll see y'all the next time we see y'all. Yes, hey, sir. Love respect. Love respect. Right. Yes, sir. Y'all have a good love you, bro. Yes, sir. Love y'all.